Hello, and welcome to another episode of Serve Denton Weekly, a podcast where every week we talk with local leaders who are on the front lines of solving some of Denton's most pressing issues. I'm your host, Ian Harbour, and today I'm talking with Hank Dickinson. Hank Dickinson is the Director of Memberships at the Denton Chamber of Commerce and our very own board chair here at Serve Denton. I'm really excited to talk with Hank because I think he has a unique perspective on the community. He has a background with UNT, he's part of the chamber, he's involved with Serve Denton and other nonprofits, and I just love getting his perspective on what he sees going on in the community, the strengths and weaknesses of Denton, and how and why, frankly, people should be involved in the community to help it be an even better place than it is when we're not involved. And so I hope you find this conversation enjoyable, enlightening. I certainly did. So without any further ado, let's hop into my conversation with Hank Dickinson. Enjoy. Hank, thanks for joining me on the Serve Denton podcast today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Um, I'm an admirer of all the stuff you do behind the scenes to uh, keep the Serve Denton train rolling down the track. So this is fun for me. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm glad to have you on. This is kind of impromptu a little bit, but I'm excited that you're here with me today to just kind of talk about your perspective on on lots of different things. But before we get started, just kind of, uh, you know, like I said before, we got started with this. A lot of people know who you are, but still go ahead and give us a background on who Hank Dickinson is, kind of where you've been, what you've been involved with, and uh, and how you got here. Well, I think the the bottom line is I spent over 25 years, right at 26 years, working in the athletic department at North Texas. And so most people would have come to know me in the, the business community or just the community at large, kind of identify me, obviously, with the mean green. And I'm still doing some things with UNT Athletics that I'm thankful to keep that uh, relationship going because uh, I've bled green for a long time and I'm I'm happy to continue to announce the games, football and men's basketball as part of the Learfield IMG College Network, uh, do a little bit of part-time work for uh, the athletic department um, in retirement. And then, uh, you know, as I swung out of that industry full-time, um, which really was my career path, uh, took my pension because I was old enough to do that <laughs> and thought, well, um, while there's still some gas left in the tank, you know, what could I get involved with that, uh, you know, that I would enjoy. And this uh, opportunity with the Denton Chamber came along basically to sell memberships and, uh, and try to rebound a little bit from the damage that uh, the pandemic did to so many small businesses. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been uh, great to get back out with the uh, the group that really helped me during my time at North Texas build a portfolio selling corporate sponsorships. And I had a lot of help in that regard, some wonderful assistants and, and great staff. But principally, the, the corporate end of things for a long time was under my um, purview. And uh, when we sold marketing rights at UNT to, to Learfield IMG College, I remained involved, but more as kind of a consultant rather than an active day to day. But I'm back out beating the streets again. And frankly, that's really what I enjoy. Um, so many good friends in the business community and love Denton and love being involved. And so it, it's uh, it's been the retirement job uh, uh, pandemic pivot that I was hoping it would be at least so far. So that, in a nutshell, that's that's where I am. 
yeah, I think there's been a lot of people who've gone through pandemic pivots. And so it's, uh, it's good. It's fun to hear you going through one as well in this time. Obviously, a huge part of, you know, your background is Mean Green Athletics and announcing the games being part of that athletic department. Um, but you have had that pivot. And with the Chamber of Commerce, you've been on our board for ever and now you're the board chair but there's a lot of things in the community that you are involved in tell us some uh some of the other things that you're involved in right now well one thing i've learned Ian, the longer you're on a board uh the the odds of you becoming a board chair are imminent sometimes you don't realize that when you when you get involved in boards and committees but i'm privileged to be in the position i'm at with served in it's funny how sometimes you you literally feel like you're getting roped into something and then it turns into a, a real blessing and served Denton mm. is definitely for me um, that blessing the, the people the leadership under Pat Smith um, all of the folks that come together on what is sometimes as big as a 40 person board um, it's been exciting um, there's still a lot of challenges and a lot of things that have to happen but served Denton is, is really my my main focus I would have to say right now um, and it'll remain a big focus even after the, the board uh, presidency year goes. Um, I also involved with Salvation Army, and it sounds like that's kind of an incongruous or maybe those two would would be um, in competition for time. But that's really not the case. I've been on the Salvation Army board of advisory board for a number of years, and it's just a it's a unique opportunity to try to help out. And it's a little bit more just. Um, our advisory board just tries to figure out what is needed and what can we do? You know, what can we, how can we use our connections to help the local shelter and the local church? Um, Serve Denton's a bigger opportunity because there are so many agencies all intertwined on one campus uh, that the focus of Serve Denton is different. Um, they're both serving people and trying to help people, which is great, um, but there's a lot of different um, mechanisms that make Serve Denton a different opportunity. So. Those are the two that I remain involved in. Um, like a lot of the people my age, I've uh, been in a service club for a long time, the Denton Noon Kiwanis Club. Um, and that I hope will kind of bounce back. The pandemic really made service clubs kind of stop what they normally do. And that is meet together and try to work towards raising some money. The children's clinic is what the Kiwanis Club supports. And that's a network of local doctors, uh, pharmacists and dentists that provide work at a discounted rate for uh, kids in our own community that may come from economically disadvantaged backgrounds, just trying to get basic dental or medical. So again, you see a lot of things that Qantas or Lions Club or Optimus or Rotary does, they're always focused on helping some segment of the population. And that, that's part of a big part of what appeals to me of being involved in groups like that. Mm. And so, I mean, that that is quite a few things, especially, you know, um, there's a Chamber of Commerce, Served Denton, Salvation Army, Noon Kiwanis Club that's doing all these service projects. There's a lot of things that you are involved in and doing in the community. And I, I just want to know for you personally, what is some of your motivation behind all of that between being involved in these things, giving back to the community? What's sort of your, your heart and driving factor behind that? You know, I've always admired the older generation that had to, had to serve our country and had to, to go and and, and do things that I never was asked to do. Um, I feel like it, it's a small thing to give back in your own community if you're healthy enough to get out and do some things. I mean, there, there's been a lot that's happened in this country and a lot of people have had to do a heck of a lot more than my generation ever had to. So that, that inspires me a little bit. Just, uh, and then frankly, I think just the older you get, the more you, you tend to concentrate on, on faith and things that 
you've been afforded that you probably don't deserve. It, it's just an easy thing to do um, to make some time uh, to help others. And when you get involved in these organizations, it's, the weight's not all on you. It, you become a part of a team and you're pulling in one direction for a common goal. And having worked in college athletics as long as I did that, all of that teamwork and team building and focus on a on a an end goal uh, still appeals to me. You know, in in athletics, you have good seasons, you have bad seasons, but you're always lucky to be affiliated with teams. And you know, you know this from working on the inside. Serve Denton is a it's a unified team with specialists from all walks of life helping out in different areas where they may bring something to the table. And uh, I, I I find that enjoyable. And I've Frankly, I've just made so many good personal friendships out of all of those involvements that uh, even though they're, quote, volunteer work or unpaid work, however you want to look at it, there's, there's payment at the end of the day. And it's, uh, it's the kind you can't really put a price tag on. Yeah, I found that, I mean, whether you're paid or not paid or volunteer or whatever capacity you're in, it could be a little thing, just, you know, volunteering on the weekends or being on a board or a board chair like yourself, just being involved in the community and making those friendships through that shared um mission if you will of shared goal of making the community a better place it's a that's a really fulfilling thing to do to be a part of in some capacity or another that i just feel like everybody should be involved in in some way totally agree and uh and, and to come back to serve denton in particular you know this is a project where we're basically creating a campus where collaboration can exist every day among multiple agencies, all trying to provide assistance um, to people. Uh, and that could be any number of things from the food distribution center, helping people get what they need to survive, or the children's advocacy center, um, offering some very needed services in a critical time in young people's lives when they've been violated, um, to health and, and, and the health center, uh, just basic health needs for people that need um, medicine they need pharmaceutical help um, but when you're when you're working on a project where you're basically trying to pay off a note and that's what we're doing we're trying to pay off the note on that campus um, the manna from heaven that sometimes just pops up out of nowhere when you don't think you're going to get something done and then something good happens we see it all the time and I, I think you have to kind of get involved in a group like that, all pulling the rope the same direction, and then realize sometimes when you start working towards good means, good things just invariably happen. And it's uh, um, something I think we've seen during the pandemic on the Serve Denton campus. Just when you thought maybe things would shut down and grind to a halt, that's not what happened. Um, services picked up, more people were helped. And had we not been there, where would they have gone? So, you know, there's just a lot of really... Um, fulfilling aspects to being involved with it. Yeah, we that was one of the biggest pieces of feedback we heard, um, kind of maybe not right at the beginning of the pandemic, but a little bit into it was when things started to ramp up and people needed more help, not less. It, that was actually when we realized how well that model works of having everybody together in one spot because people were sharing clients left and right and referring to each other and nonprofits were able to keep operating and up their operations and shift. And yeah, that was, that was really, really important and, and great to see. I mean, tra tragic to see on one hand, the need go up, but great to see the model work when it was called on to work. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the other organization I mentioned, Salvation Army, they're there all the time, whether times are good or times are bad, 
there are people struggling no matter what's going on in the economy. It doesn't really stop what they're trying to, uh, to offer. And that's, you know, that's a hand up, uh, not a handout. And so, you know, I, I think this last year has given us hopefully all a little bit of time that we wouldn't have had otherwise to stop and reflect. And I hope maybe some really good things come out of it. I know a lot of people, and I know this just from calling on businesses through the, the job at the chamber, there's some really, really horrible stories, you know, people whose lives were put into a business, a small business that they dreamed of, you know, creating and cultivating. And hey, you know, they had to put a halt to it because the money wasn't there and the, and the job stopped or the service they were offering suddenly wasn't needed anymore because of the changes that the pandemic brought around. So um, get to see it from a lot of different angles, I guess, between the things I'm involved in. Something I personally admire about you, Hank, is that you've been involved in this community for a long time. I think Denton can be a transient community just because of the universities, but mm -hmm. you've you've been here and involved in, in Denton for, for, for a, as long as I know, for a very long time. And I'm just curious, from your vantage point, how have you seen Denton grow and change over the years? And what are some of those changes that you've seen that are positive? You're, you're happy that they've happened. And then maybe a few that you think of, man, I, I wish this changed for the better, but actually that could, we could do better in that even today, like we could back then. Yeah. Good question. I think the, uh, the lens that I looked through for most of my time here was working in higher education at, at UNT and the big changes I saw when I moved here in 1995, I was 30 years old. And um, I looked at the University of North Texas as this place where nobody had touched the ceiling yet. I mean, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't help but keep getting bigger and better. And because of so many different leaders on that campus um, through the years, it's done nothing but grow. And I think they've managed the growth really well. It went from being very much a commuter school when I got here. And, and if you're in athletics, a commuter school um, is really counterculture to what you need. You need students that are going to be here in the evenings and on the weekends so they can attend the games that you're trying to market and you're trying to build a fan base for. Um, and it's changed so much. It's no longer a school of second or third choice. It's a school of first choice. It's a, you know, it, it's got an enrollment pushing a legitimate 40,000. Um, it's a huge economic driver to Denton. Texas Women's University had really begun to sort of flounder in terms of enrollment. But again, through great leadership, they have more than rebounded and they're a very a vibrant, flourishing campus. So you look, at, you look at Denton from August of 1995 when I moved here to where we are now, it's a huge college town. If you combine the two um, enrollment bases and add NCTC, sprinkle that in, this is one of the biggest college towns in America. I don't think we think of ourselves that way. Um, but by sheer number, you could be in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12, and those two combined campuses would make you the number one or two size school <laughs> or community of college students in the nation. So I, I've enjoyed seeing that happen. Um, I've enjoyed seeing the fact that a lot of the younger people that move here now consider Denton to be a really cool place to stay. Uh, maybe they want to stay here and work and start a family. And so it's much different now. And, and even the older alums that I talk to, they unless they come to Denton and spend some time and take that new snapshot, they're trapped in when they were here 
and you got to come back and take a new new snapshot. The the downtown area alone is so different now from when I first moved here, and it's a huge recruitable asset to to the universities because it is it's been it's been handled well, and now that we're coming out the other side of the pandemic, it's it's becoming vibrant again, and it's just fantastic. And I think those are the those are the things I've seen that um, I'm really really encouraged by and proud to have been a small part or had a small part in some of that. Um, but but mostly just the quality of life, I think, has gotten bigger and better um, because of those things. What I worry about uh, is, is Denton. You know, we want to stay small because of the, the mindset that it's great to have a, a cool little downtown and be our own sort of vibe. But the growth is imminent. We're we're in a fast moving, fast growing region, and we can't we can't ignore the growth. So, how do you manage that growth? How do you get consensus on what you want to do? I think, for instance, we're probably building way too many apartments and not enough homes. You know, mm -hmm. people stay in homes; they don't stay in apartments. And at some point, how do we manage that equilibrium to where it's going to um, foster more developments rather than more um, you know, transient living, which is what apartments are. Um, I worry about that glut because I think it's very hard for those people that are trying to market those to continually manage it at a high level. And we both know um, people will take care of homes better than they'll take care of apartments. So those things kind of worry me as I drive around and see um, so much springing up now that I'm not sure, um, you know, for the long haul, that's going to be good. Maybe it will be. Maybe people smarter than me know that it can be, but I, it concerns me a bit. Yeah, I think that's the challenge that so many people in this community are facing right now is Denton, it flips back and back and forth one and two, but it's one of the top two fastest growing counties in America is Denton County and that growth and trying to handle that and how do you handle such a fast growing community while trying to keep the soul of what makes Denton unique, you know, that's a that's a hard balance to, to keep and I think that's the wrestle that we continually see happening over and over again. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing we got to be really uh, wary of uh, is not including everyone's opinion in how do we manage it. Um, mm. There are there are good arguments to be made for a lot of things. Um, you know, I'm a guy that thought when Bucky's came in, it was a great deal because it was on the highway and it brings people off the highway to shop while they're here, gas up while they're here, and then leave. Uh, and they paid their employees, you know, a very good market rate. There are plenty of people that totally disagree and thought that was not a great thing to bring here. Well, somehow you've got to find that that rhythm in leadership and decision making on do we want more things like that or less things like that and why. Um, so, you know, I always look at Denton in, in different zones, but you know, I think the downtown business district is not done growing. I don't, I, I don't think there's a I think we got to get off the idea there's a parking problem and, and make it a walking problem. It's good to walk, get exercise, park a little further from where you need to end up, mm -hmm. um, get out and walk around the square. Don't be worried about parking on Oak or Hickory or Locust or Elm. Um, and let's, let's spread out that district. But what exists off the highway is also important because we are at the confluence of I-35. And I've heard it said before, you know, we're right there. Um, you can't go to Canada or Mexico without passing Denton, Texas. That's how integral we are on the highway fabric that's here. We've mm -hmm. got uh, a really good airport that I'm not sure everybody in town understands is flying in business every day 
that an enterprise airport is flourishing and it's a big uh, it's a big economic driver. So we've got this transportation hub that's important, how we market around that, how we try to bring big business into the industrial sector of town that's going to bring us the right kind of employers. There just uh, there needs to be real thought process into that because it all has a chance to benefit our tax base and ultimately those of us that live here as citizens. I think you have a really unique perspective on the community, especially right now, since you've joined the Chamber of Commerce, because you spend the bulk of your career in higher education at UNT, and then you've been, you know, with served in on our board, uh, Salvation Army, and now you're in the Chamber of Commerce working with local businesses, you've kind of seen most of the landscape of our town in, in one degree or another. And I'm just curious from your perspective, bird's eye view, what are some of the common challenges that you're seeing in our community across these different sectors? Well, I think we're a very giving community. I think we've got a reputation for, um, for trying to, to help people out and give that hand up. But because of that, we've got a homeless issue that we're gonna to have to really continue to manage. And, and I think it's gotten better uh, in terms of uh, the way things are activated to try to help the homeless. The reality is um, a lot of these people that are in that situation may not really want a home. You know, they, they may actually, for whatever reason, um, be more comfortable in their life sleeping on the streets, sleeping, anywhere they can find a place. They, they don't necessarily want shelter. Um, there's mental illness, there's addiction, there's a lot of things. So while our hearts go out to them and we need to find a way to help them, trying to manage that in a satisfactory and, and you know, I'll say loving way, uh, sometimes contradicts uh, business development and what we know has to happen to make areas um, amenable and, and um, you know, look good for businesses. And so you, that, that's a hard thing to manage. And, uh, you know, you want to try to do it the right way. But uh, luckily, I think we've got really quality people making decisions on that front. People that, you know, people like Pat Smith, like Gary Henderson with United Way. I mean, these are, these are faithful people making good decisions that are also practical. And that's not easy. Um, but I, I see that as, as something that has really picked up around here, and it, it's not anything you can ignore. And so, again, it gets back to leadership and how you manage it, but it, it, it's definitely something that has to be uh, massaged correctly. On the other side of that coin, what are some of the most encouraging things that you're seeing in the community? I mean, especially as we're coming through COVID, we're almost to the end of it, hopefully, cross fingers, knock on wood. And um, what, what, what gives you hope when you think about our community? Well, I touched on it earlier. I think a, a big part of it is just that, that Denton is now, it's a destination location. There is a lot more tourism coming on here that, that people probably don't understand. Since the Embassy Suites Convention Center landed, uh, we are now a destination where I don't mm. know that we were before. And so, um, we're a fun town. People like coming here. It's uh, the vibe that, that the community has created um, now resonates uh, regionally, nationally. Um, the folks I work with here in the chamber that are in, on the Discover Denton side, you know, they market this town and, and everything that connects to it. 
Um, and again, having the major universities is a huge, huge asset. Um, so I like that. I like the fact that that has a chance to bounce back here after the pandemic. It'll take a little while for hot tax fund money to get back to where it needs to be. But once it does, that helps support a lot of things that we really enjoy here in this town, uh, things like the Arts and Jazz Festival. I also like the fact that younger people are considering staying here um, mm -hmm. and wanting to be that next wave of leadership and decision makers. And they're not just passing through quickly and, and necessarily, you know, spending their four or five years here at, at UNT or TWU and then moving on. They're actually looking around and saying, wow, this, I think this is home. And, you know, I think when you have a place where a lot of people want to call it home, then it becomes a, a better place for everyone to live. I completely agree. That's, that's one of the drums I always try to beat loud is people my age and younger stay, don't just get your degree and leave, stay and contribute and let's do business and jobs in our future here, because I think the community will be better for it when we do stay and, and we invest ourselves. So I can, I completely agree. Hank, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your time. And um, I love hearing your perspective and getting your, your thoughts on this, because I do think you have a unique perspective of our community and the good and the bad of it and, and all of that. So thank you so much for being our board chair and the way you lead us and, and uh, invest in us. And I just appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me. Ian, thanks for the opportunity. Always enjoy visiting with you. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. There you have it, my conversation with Hank Dickinson. It's always a pleasure to talk with Hank. And truly, I think he has a unique perspective on our community and what's going on. And I'm thankful that he would give me a few minutes of his time to share. I think he has some really valuable insights for us all to be thinking about as we think through how we can be a part of our community to help continue to make Denton and Denton County a better place. We really are growing super fast and it's gonna take all of us to continue to make this the special place we always know it has been and can be. If you want to learn more about Serve Denton and support us and what we're doing here, you can go to our website, servedenton.org, to find out more about how services are being made even more accessible for people in need and nonprofits are thriving, especially during this pandemic. I know we're coming through it, but people are still going to be in need for a long time. And if you want to support our nonprofit, you can join our circle of support at just $10 a month. Some people join for more, and we're thankful for that. And it supports us and makes this possible. So next week, I'll be back with another great conversation. Until then, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.